The book of Acts this morning will be in Acts chapter number 4, Acts chapter number 4, and we look forward to what uh, the scripture has for us this morning. We're going to read uh, from this chapter, uh, chapter number 4, the first 13 verses, and uh, so I'll have you follow along with me as we read this morning, and uh, then I want to settle into a thought the Lord put on my heart this past week, and certainly something uh, that I believe we as God's people need to be reminded of, uh, but certainly I think we'll see this morning a way that we can make a difference. I don't want to just live on this planet having never made a difference for the cause of Christ. Uh, God's given us one life to live. You know, we don't get a do-over. This is it. And uh, I'm thankful that uh, after this life, we have eternity uh, to spend with our Lord. But I want to make a difference for, for God on this side of eternity. And God's church should make a difference. Uh, there's a problem when God's church isn't making a difference. And I'm thankful that the Emmanuel Baptist Church makes a difference. And I want us to be reminded how we can make a greater difference uh, in the future. Uh, Acts chapter number 4, beginning with verse number 1. And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple... And the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now eventide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes, and Annas the high priest, and Cephas and John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when, then they, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have ye done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he has made whole? Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, and by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. <coughs> Excuse me. Neither is there salvation <coughs> in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. By the way, you can't get saved by Buddha. You can't get saved by Allah. You can't get saved by the Pope, but by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 13, our text verse, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Now, let me remind you of the audience of Peter and John. This is a list of those that crucified Jesus. And, of course, Peter and John are preaching the name of Christ, and there's a man who has been healed through their ministry. And they're called before them, and certainly they give testimony of what Jesus has done, and I like they put accountability where accountability needed to be on you who crucified Jesus. But I want to put our focus this morning on verse number 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. and They took knowledge of them that they had been with 
Jesus. Found in verse number 13 is the key for making a difference in our world. I want to draw your attention to that last phrase. They had been with Jesus. This morning I want to preach on that subject. They had been with Jesus. I want you to listen to me on purpose this morning. I'll take a little bit of time in the introduction and I'll give you an outline this morning and bring everything to the final point of the outline. And I believe that we'll see and be reminded of what should be the priority in our life as a Christian. What should be the priority in our life as a church? What should be our focus? And I want to look at that this morning. They had been with Jesus. Father, I pray this morning that your word would be real and powerful. May the Spirit of God enable this preacher to preach the message that you'd have preached today. And Father, I pray once again that if there's someone who is unsaved, may today be their day of salvation. May they realize what the scripture says that we've already read. Uh, Neither is there any other. There's no other whereby we can have salvation but by the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that today would be the day of salvation for someone uh, who perhaps has not got that settled. Father, I pray for your church and for the Christians. We live in a day that is a, a tumultuous day, but every day has been a tumultuous day. Father, I pray that we would put our focus and keep our priority where it should be. May your church be strengthened this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look at verse number 13, I want to draw your attention to a few words and phrases to set the stage for the message this morning. Now, as, he, as Peter and John are preaching to this audience, they have seen miracles take place. They have gotten the attention of the religious, of the, uh, those who had placed themselves in the law above the Lord Jesus Christ. Quite frankly, they had rejected and denied the Son of God. I want you to draw your attention, first of all, to the word boldness in verse number 13. Now, they came to a conclusion. We already know we've read this text a couple of times already this morning. They come to a conclusion about who these men have been with why these men were the way they were, and what tipped them off at the beginning was the word boldness. Now, who in their right mind, if you will, would come before the high priest, would come before uh, all the chief priests, the Sadducees, the religious elite, point their finger literally and figuratively in their face and say, you who crucified Jesus Christ, it is by him this man has been changed. Who would be bold enough to do that, that word boldness? Now, we look at that, it says maybe bravery, and certainly there is some of that. But in their boldness, as it's used here, it's the word confidence. They could speak with that boldness, and they could be forthright because they were very confident in what they were saying. They were very confident in the truth of the message that they were preaching. And quite frankly, uh, the reason why many Christians don't have confidence or boldness in their witness is because they haven't spent enough time with Jesus. These men had left everything for Jesus Christ. They had listened. They were not perfect men. They had their moments of weakness. They had their moments of doubt. They had their time when they did not have the faith that they should have had. But here these men, as the church, have gone forth preaching the message of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they had a boldness 
that came because of confidence. Friend, let me remind all of us this morning, God's word is what is truth. A truth is measured against God's word. If it doesn't line up with God's word, it's not truth. It's error. I don't, it doesn't matter how many people believe it. It doesn't matter what the majority says about it. God's word forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. This is the truth. And we ought to be bold and have confidence in the word of God. That boldness is that confidence in what they stated. If you can illustrate it this way, I think back to uh, when I was in school, uh, just a few years ago when I was in school, and you think back and you have those tests that you have to take. And, or the teacher asks you a question. You know how it is. You're sitting in the classroom. Some of you may, might be able to relate to this, and uh, your mind is anywhere but there. And, uh, and uh, your, your mind is, is thinking of other things. The teacher says, ask you a question. And it's like, how do you answer? How confident you are is, is how loud, how bold you are. You know, the one time you know the answer, you're like, ooh, ooh call on me, call on me. It's the, and the teacher never calls on you the one time you know the answer. I mean, some of you can relate to that. But how bold you are is how confident you are in what you know in the Mount that you have prepared, that boldness. Now, they saw the boldness. It was the confidence they had in what they were saying. Now, notice also, uh, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. Now, notice that those words unlearned and ignorant. That does not mean that they had a low IQ. It just simply means that they recognized they were not educated in their schools. They did not sit at their feet and taught the traditions and the laws. These were men who were fishermen. These were men, Peter has a reputation of the one just, just saying whatever he thought. These were not cultured men. They had not sat at the feet of the religious leaders and been taught all of the, 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 the things of the law and all the traditions and all those things. They perceived that they were ignorant and unlearned. They looked down on them because they did not have the education. They did not have the pedigree, if you will, as those that sat in that room with them. They, they realized that they were uneducated, had not been trained in these religious studies. Now, all of that brings them to a conclusion that we're going to focus on this morning. The boldness got their attention. They, they laid hands on them, put them in the middle. Well, they're going to be really intimidated. But the boldness was a confidence because they had been with Jesus. They perceived that they were ignorant and unlearned. Um, you didn't get this in any of our schools. We haven't put our stamp of approval on this. And they came to a conclusion. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. It's important for us to note that what they mean by this, that they had been with Jesus, was not just the fact that they had heard of Jesus. Not that they were just a casual observer of Jesus. What they are declaring when they see the boldness, realize they didn't have the formal religious training, but yet the boldness they had, they concluded, here's the result, here's a miracle. They had been with Jesus, not somebody who just used his name once in a while, not somebody who just was a casual observer, a casual follower. They were, in the truest sense, a disciple. They had left everything. They had turned their back on everything for the Lord Jesus Christ. 
The scripture in the book of Acts says about these disciples, these apostles, they hazarded their life for the cause of Christ. They were willing to, and they, they would lay down their life for the message they were preaching. These were not those who just invoked the name of Jesus once in a while. They were true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sadly, they were different than a lot of Christians today. Well, you listen to the Christians today, and you, you might come to the conclusion, you might perceive that they've had been with Hollywood. You might perceive by talking to some Christians that they've been in the world. You might perceive, and the list can go on and on and on, and by the way, it ought to bother us when our children know more about the latest Hollywood movie than they do the books of the Bible. They know more about what's going on in this world than they do the stories that are taught in Scripture. That wasn't the case with these individuals. They were true disciples. They concluded there's no other explanation for the boldness that they have. There's no other explanation for the message that they're preaching. There's no other explanation from what we're hearing. They don't have the religious training. They don't have the, 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 the schooling that, they, that was required to know some of these things. And yet, the only conclusion they could come to is that they had been with Jesus. Friend, this morning, it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your story is. When Jesus finds you and you accept Christ and he changes your life, that's the difference that needs to be made in every life. More than education, and I'm for education today, in our Christian schools, the level is much, much higher than you'll find in any other school around here. But I want teachers that not just can teach you how to read and write. I want them to be, they've been with Jesus. I want people who have been with Jesus, and friend, that is the thing that makes the difference in our life. And so don't let the devil tell you that because you didn't have a certain background this morning. My testimony is one that I grew up in church. I grew up in a pastor's home. I realize that not everybody has that story, but that story doesn't do me a bit of good if I do not spend time with Jesus, if I had not known Jesus, and yet God can save you out of the gutter this morning. And if you'll spend time with Jesus, you can have the boldness in your witness. You can have the boldness in your life. You can have the change that's been made because Jesus is the one that makes all the difference. The priority we must have is the priority these men had, and that's the fact that they were more concerned with Jesus than they were the religious elite of that day. Let me give you an outline this morning, some things that we see from those that have been with Jesus. Stay with me this morning. I want us to, first of all, focus on the preaching. Look at me in verse number two. First of all, the, in verse number one, we're told that the people, the priests and the Sadducees, they were upset. Why? Because it was the message they were preaching in verse two. Being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Through our recent program, Because He Lives. We put a focus on the fact uh, that Jesus, he, is, he was resurrected from the dead. He is alive. And because of that, we as the saved, we don't have to fear death. Uh, we will be resurrected. Uh, we will have eternal life. And they're preaching this same message. The Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. They denied the resurrection of Christ. Look at me in verse number 10. 
be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, and by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. You mean somebody got help without the religious people signing off on it? Verse number 11, this is the stone which was set at not at you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other. Well, the preaching's different when you've been with Jesus. Our message as a church, if we are a Christ-centered church, if he is the, head, if he is the cornerstone, there's but one message. Friend, you can't work your way to heaven. You can't buy your way into heaven. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't earn your way into heaven. It is but by the name of Jesus Christ does any man enter into the presence of the Father. It's through Christ uh, we, we have salvation. As a Christian, that is the message that we should be preaching to others and we should be sharing with others. It is by Jesus Christ. See, these men, they, they, they weren't impressed with the law. They weren't impressed with the degrees because they had been with the Son of God. He had changed their life. He had changed their eternity. They knew that he was real. They, they had seen him resurrected from the dead. I mean, let's think about this this morning. It's hard to be impressed with a lot of education when, you, when the, the, the Son of God who called you from the life that you were living, uh, you, you saw him crucified, and then you saw his resurrected body. You had eyes on him when he ascended into heaven. It's hard to be impressed with religion and education when you've seen that. Likewise, friend, today, it's hard to be impressed with religion when religion couldn't change you, but Jesus Christ could change you. It's hard to be impressed with the works of men and the rhetoric of men when you, you know what it's like for Jesus Christ in his perfect blood to wash away your sins and change your life forever. It's hard to be impressed with what man has to offer when you've spent any time with Jesus. The preaching is different. We notice number two, with you've spent time with Jesus, there's going to be different preaching, but also notice there's going to be persecution. In verse number three, and they lay hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now even time. This has taken place since Bible days. When the message of Jesus is preached, and there's only Jesus, there's going to be persecution. See, well, I thank God we didn't live in Bible days and we'd never have to face that again. Oh, it's been happening since then. It continues to happen today. It'll happen in greater ways in the future. There's always going to be persecution, and we as God's people need to understand that not everybody likes the message. But there's no greater message than the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no message besides the Lord Jesus Christ. And they lay hands on them and put them in a hole until the next day. There's going to be resistance as this world gets darker and darker. And it's sad what's taking place in our nation. And the decline we continue to, to continue with in our nation. You know, I, I, you know how I, I like to keep things focused on what they need to be focused on. But in light of the message this morning, you need to be reminded, uh, we have a government that's against God. If the government could come and shut this church down, if they had the opportunity, they would do it. We have a government that is anti-God. Uh, you say, well, how can that be? Because the name of Jesus always invokes persecution. Now, you've seen those bumper stickers that say coexist. 
And they have all the different symbols on there. Well, how in the world are we supposed to coexist when all of them are trying to kill the other one? Really what that means is just give up your beliefs. No, it's Jesus Christ and only Jesus Christ. You think of the martyrs through the centuries. You think of the martyrs who've given their life. Why? Because they wouldn't renounce Jesus Christ. They wouldn't baptize their infants. Because, by the way, that baptizing a baby has never saved a baby. But it's condemned them to hell if they do not receive Jesus Christ. We say, well, I don't like that kind of preaching. That's exactly what we're talking about this morning. Boy, this world doesn't like, and this world is always going to resist and even persecute those that have been with Jesus and preached the message. But I continue this morning, and we look at number three. I want us to notice the power. Look at verse number seven. And when they had said, let me remind you, there's a man who had been healed. And they asked him, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have ye done this? We did not give you permission to heal this man. That's religion. You did not get our permission to help anybody. That's religion. By what power? Verse number eight, then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and others of Israel, there's the answer by what power filled with the Holy Ghost. So they knew nothing of the Holy Ghost. They knew nothing of that power. You know what's missing in our churches today? There's a church on literally every corner. But not every church has the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the way, the power of the Holy Ghost isn't running around and talking in some unnamed tongue, throwing yourself on the floor. That's a seducing spirit. That's not the spirit of God. I can prove that to you from Scripture in another conversation if, you need, if need be. But there's a power that comes only from spending time with Jesus. Because the Spirit of God is going to always point to Jesus. The Spirit of God never draws attention to himself. And the Spirit of God is never going to tell you to draw attention to you. It's always to Jesus. I love rejoicing in what Jesus has done for me. I love rejoicing in what, uh, and testifying what God has done for me. But the power of God, the power in our preaching, the power in our living, the power in what God is doing, that is a power that comes from the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, as Peter was filled with him. And that came because they had spent time with Jesus. I draw your attention back, your memory back to John 14, when Jesus tells them, let not your heart be troubled. Why was he telling them that? Because he was telling them he was going to leave them. They had forsaken everything to follow Christ, and now he's telling them, I'm going to leave them, and he tells them he's going to prepare a place for them. He tells them that place called heaven, but what I'm getting to is he reminds them, he tells them, I'm leaving, but I'm sending you another. He's the comforter. He's the Holy Ghost. He's the Holy Spirit. He's the one that will empower you. When Jesus ascended into heaven in Acts chapter number 1, I remind you what he tells them in verse number 8. And after you receive the power, then you go and you be a witness. They were empowered. That's why there was a result. They were empowered. That's why there is boldness. Friend, you and I cannot make a difference in this world as we need to make a difference without the power of the Holy Ghost of God. How in the world are we going to have the power of God if we neglect the Son of God? If we don't know Christ 
If we aren't spending time with him, let me remind you, as these disciples spent time with Jesus, they picked up and they heard his message. They, they saw his compassion. They saw his boldness. They saw his perfection as the son of God. You and I, if we spend time with Jesus, it's going to affect us. It's going to make a difference. Nobody has ever, it has never been said of anybody, I perceive that they have been with the world and I perceive that they have been with Jesus at the same time. It's one or the other. And quite frankly, let me just park here for just a moment. It's time for God's people to come out from the world and say, I want to spend time with Jesus and therefore I'm going to talk like him I'm going to act like him. I'm going to look like him. I'm going to do all the things that a Christian should do instead of doing the opposite, coming to church on Sunday and putting on their Sunday best and then going back out into the world and people be shocked to find out that they're a Christian. Well, well, Pastor, we, we will be a little bit different. I'm sorry if you spend time with Jesus, you're going to be different. That's just, that's just one of the Bible. That's one, that's one of the great things about being with Jesus. It's because we're different. I'll move off of that point at Sunday morning. That's supposed to be sweet. But we find the power. You can't spend time with everyone but God all week and have his power. Every parent in this room, you need the power of God. Every husband, every wife, you need the power of God. Every Christian needs the power of God. This is a wicked, wicked world. We can't get through this world making the decisions we need to make, praying for the protection we need of our marriages, our homes, to make a difference in this world without the power of God. I've discovered in my life the more time, it just makes sense because the Bible tells us it's true, the more time we spend with Jesus, the more power we have. The more time we spend with him, the more effective our prayers are. The more time we spend with him, the more power we have with the Spirit of God. They perceived from the boldness and that they were unlearned and ignorant that the these were men who had been with Jesus. We talked about the preaching. The message of, 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 of these men was simple. It's Christ resurrected. We find the persecution that came with that. And this world uh, will still tell you that, uh, will still persecute those who believe in Christ and Christ alone. Then we find the power that they ministered with and they had on their life. It brings us to number four, and I want us to focus on the product with the remainder of our time. In verse number seven, the question is asked, by what power, by what name have you done this? It centers around the fact that a man had been changed. The impotent man had been healed. We read of him in verse number nine, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he has made whole? Because, see, they could not understand it because... The law could not do that. Their education could not do that. But the fact that these men were ignorant and unlearned, and now here's this product, this changed man, the question has become, 
By whose power, whose authority did you do that? Read again in verse 14. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Nothing against it. Here's the lesson that I want us to be reminded of. Here's the focus that you and I need to be reminded of. Time with Jesus brings a product. We focus on everything, generally speaking, as God's people today, except the one thing that brings about that which we say we want. If we want to see changed individuals, we must spend time with Jesus. If Peter and John had not spent time with Jesus, that man would not be standing there healed. The high priest couldn't do it. The Sadducees couldn't do it. The religious elite could not do it. But it was men empowered by the Spirit of God who had spent time with Jesus. Friend, the message that needs, this world needs to hear, we don't need the, we don't need the talking points of the Democrats. We don't need the talking points of the Republicans. We need to, we need, what this world needs to hear is Christ crucified and risen again. But the reason why there's more of a political message than a spiritual one is because we spend more time with Fox News than we do that book right there. I didn't think I'd get much of an amen on that one. We spend more time listening to our podcast than we do the preaching of the Word of God, the reading of the Word of God. We can tell you all the talking points of a political party, but the average Christian can't even tell you how many books are in the Bible. We, we've got to make a difference. I'll tell you how to make a difference. Be with Jesus and you'll help change somebody's life. Every parent in here, if you want to see a changed life in your child, and you should, you want to see a child that is reared for the glory of God and makes a difference for the cause of Christ, then you spend time with Jesus. Boy, every spouse, if you want, if you want God to continue to work in the life of your spouse, and every spouse should want that, you spend time with Jesus. I tell you, what we need is we need Sunday school teachers who want to make a difference in the life of the student they teach on Sunday morning. The only way that's going to happen is if that Sunday school teacher spends time with Jesus. Well, we want to make a difference in our city, in our community. Let me tell you how that's going to happen is if neighbors spend time with Jesus, then they have the ability to make a difference in the life of their neighbor. We want to make a difference with those that we know and in the life of our co-worker, the greatest thing you can do is spend time with Jesus. See, that man was there with a changed life because somebody spent time with Jesus. I know this isn't popular preaching this morning, but it's right preaching. It's the preaching we... I broke my microphone here. Pause for technical difficulties. Hold on. It's, we need to be reminded that it's all about spending time with him. He's the one that makes a difference. The message of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what would happen in our nation if God's people just decided, this week I'm going to spend as much time with him as I possibly can. 
It means we got to get up. We got to spend time with the written word, who's also the living word. With the average church, the average Christian today, and I know we, I'm talking above average Christians in my opinion. Church is something they attend if it's convenient. We will put the priorities of hobbies and things of that nature above that which is the mission of the church. Then we wonder why our world and our nation is the way it is. Well, I wish I was a bolder witness, spend more time with Jesus. Pastor, can we make a difference? Oh, we can make a difference if we spend time with Jesus. Boy, that'll be the priority. That has to be the priority of every child of God. This morning, you must know Christ personally. These men had a decision to make when Christ called them. Were they going to heed his call? Were they going to forsake everything? And then were they going to follow him? The average Christian doesn't make a difference because they do not follow Christ as they should. Your intellect is not going to change anybody's life. A religion is not going to change anybody's life, anybody's eternity. But Jesus will. Jesus can. How many of you this morning, you're saved on your way to heaven? Let me see your hand. Okay, by your testimony, you know Jesus makes the difference. Who's made the difference in your life? Don't raise your hand, but how many would say, I'm as bold as I need to be when it comes to telling others about Jesus? Wait, here's a statement we need to be reminded of. Your witness is made effective by your walk. Your witness is made effective by your walk. If you're not walking with God every day, your witness isn't going to be what it should be. Let me say it like this. It's not going to be what it could be. I would say, and we do have some guests today, and we do have some who I may not know as well as others, but I would say, I believe everybody in here wants others to know Christ, has a desire for God to use them in any way possible, whether it be with our own lips, whether it be by supporting a missionary or all of the above. How is that going to take place? Let me tell you, the greatest difference that you can make is that you spend time with Jesus. Because if our walk does not match our words... It's not going to be an effective message. If we are not, we're living in a way that grieves the Spirit of God, instead of being filled with the Spirit of God, how can we have the boldness that we need? It all comes back to they had been with Jesus. Can you think of anything better for somebody to say about you? But too many times Christians are caught up, and I'm watching a whole, and this is a whole other subject, I'm watching a whole generation being sent in wrong directions 
as far as liberal arts and all these things because parents have a desire for them to be educated above the fact that they need them to be with Jesus. I, I'm, I, I want you, parents, I want your son to know how to hit a baseball. Matter of fact, we need to bring masculinity back into our homes. You know, it, it's, it's okay for a boy to be a boy and a girl to be a girl. Matter of fact, it's not just okay, it's necessary. I want to know how to hit a baseball, but I want to know Jesus. The day is going to come when it's not going to matter if they can hit a baseball, but it is going to matter that they know they can get on their knees and because of Jesus. They can get an answer to their needs. This morning, the message is to remind us of what the priority should be. It's about being with Jesus. You know, we all, we all have this problem that God warns us about as pride. We want people to think well of us. We want people to like us. Well, there's a few who have been here. You obviously don't want anybody to like you by the way you act. But anyway, for the most part. And quite frankly, to this world, the message of Jesus Christ is offensive. You mean I'm not good enough to get myself to heaven? No. You mean my, my, my religion, we, my whole family for generations? I'm sorry, the devil's lied to you. The only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Well, 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 as, a, well as a Christian, does it really? Yeah, it matters because... Ask the impotent man if it mattered, if they spent time with Jesus. You and I may never have the accolades of this world. We may never have the applause of this world. And quite frankly, if we do what we're supposed to do, there are those in this world that will not only object to it, they will oppose. But what makes the difference? The fact that we've been with Jesus. Because when we, we, we spend time with him, it can't help but affect us. We do preaching like this. I do preaching like this all the time. Be careful where you go out in the world because it will affect you. That's why you be here for Wednesday night church because you've been in the world all week. You need some church. You better read this Bible every day because the world you live in, you can't, we can't not live in this world. We don't live in a vacuum. We need, we need God to affect us. Well, sometimes I, do, I, have to, I catch myself, and if I have to catch myself, I'm certain this would apply to all of us. These philosophies that the world is always espousing, we always have to be comparing it to Scripture because it's very easy for us as a Christian to adopt the philosophy of the world. And how do we know it's the philosophy of the world? The only way we know is if we spend more time with Jesus. Friend, this morning there's somebody you can make a difference in her life. It starts with those that live in our home. I, I, God's blessed me with three children. One's married and gone, two still uh, at home. And, and, you know, I want them to know that, and they know that I've provided for them. They know that I, I will do my best to protect them and watch out for them. But more than anything else, one day I want them to look back at their life and say, my dad knew Jesus. Well, I, I, I have great dreams for this church, and I have great things that I want to do for this church. 
I do my best in preparing the messages. I do my best in trying to meet the needs and in, in laying out a vision and in accomplishing all we can for the cause of Christ. But more than anything else, I want the people who sit in, in the pews of the Main Baptist Church to know and believe that their pastor has spent time with Jesus. Your spouse needs to know you spend time with Jesus. Your co-workers need to know you spend time with Jesus. Because that's what makes a difference. They perceived they were ignorant and unlearned. So where did they get this boldness? Hmm. They spent time with Jesus. You know what this world needs to see? It needs to see God's people see the difference because they spent time with Jesus. Friend, this morning, if you don't know Christ, receive him today. Christian, allow the message this morning, allow the Spirit of God to work in your life. May we all this morning, may we evaluate where our priorities are. Does it mean more to you what some random social media followers think about you or what God knows about you? Do we spend more time with him than we do the things of this world? Well, I, I, need to be, I need to be one of those influencers for Christ. No, if you spend time with Jesus, you can't help but influence people for Christ. Because the boldness, the power, friend, let's apply as we need to this morning. Father, I pray that you would use the message today.